Good morning, Zion Hill, and a special welcome to all of our visitors who are joining us today and who are visiting online. Thank you for tuning in and joining in with us to worship. We would like to acknowledge all those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries for this month. Happy anniversary and happy birthday to you all. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256, or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the Give tab, or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Until next time, we'll see you at the top. Blessed morning. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I am Minister Angela Phillips and I come to welcome you this morning to the Zion Hill Church family and praise and worship unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is worthy to be praised. Oh, we come to do at least three things today. We come to praise and lift him up. We come to go to him and worship and we come to give for the kingdom and the building of to his, his great name and what he want us to do. Oh, we thank you and magnify you on this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, declaring and decreeing that it's you, oh God, who has made us and not we ourselves. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, oh God, for we woke up this morning because we was touched by your love and your grace and your mercy. And if you're doing any inhaling and exhaling, you should be praising the Lord right now because the words say everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Whether you're feeling good or not good, you need to cast it away because now we're going into the presence of a holy God who can do miraculous and wonderful things in our life. Once again, we welcome you to Zion here and let's praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you believe in the power of prayer, can you open up your mouth as you stand on your feet and give God some praise and tell somebody behind you or in front of you, say, I'm praying for you. Tell somebody else, I'm praying for you. Come on, say, I'm praying for you. While you're saying that, clap your hands like this. Help us sing this old song that says, come on in the room, say, Clap your hand to Jesus, Jesus is my doctor, and he will. 
believe that there's power in the in prayer can you just lift your hand and say god do it for me now say god do it for me now if you believe that he can do it if you pray and ask him can you just lift your hand and say god do it for me now do it for me now god you can do all things god and we believe in it now have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Yeah. Have you any mountains that you can tunnel through? I came to remind somebody. That seems to man impossible And God will do What no other power But Holy Ghost power can do Anybody ever been sick in your body And you didn't know how you would get well Have you ever been On your bed of affliction yeah. and the doctors all of the physicians all of the specialists all of the specialists around around this town and out of town said they done yeah all they could do but I serve a good physician and I came to tell you And he can do what no other power, no other position can do. The old folk would say it like this God specializes. Oh, God. Y'all help me if you know it. God specializes.
Hallelujah. God specializes. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Zion Hill. I greet you again this morning um, on behalf of your event planning committee as we have already begun the celebration of 26 years of our very own Pastor Joshua Jordara. Zion Hill. Amen. Amen. So I just want to bring you up to date and remind you about a few things. Um, yesterday, we had a wonderful time celebrating Sister Elizabeth, loving on her and showing all of our appreciation for the support that she has given Pastor Dara. So this week, we're going to um, have a special event that I'm announcing for the youth. Um, on Wednesday night during our church service program at 6 p.m., we want all members of the youth department, of the youth in the community, want you to come out and show Pastor Dara how much you appreciate him as well. We're going to have a pizza party, especially for you, over in the um, Family Life Center at the gym, so you can just be relaxed and casual and show Pastor Dara how much he means to you and what he has done for you as a mem youth member here. So we're asking all of our youth leaders to get all the youth together and join us over in the gym for a pizza party at six o'clock. We'll have fun, music, all kind of entertainment for you and let you show Pastor exactly what he means to you, okay? I'll see you at six o'clock in the gym. And then Saturday, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks. We'll have our formal gala at the Hotel Bentley. Um, I've suggested and asked that you wear the formal attire but I don't want that to be a uh, something that deters you from coming out but we want you to dress as nice as possible and come out and let's celebrate our pastor for 26 years y'all we know every week he is here pouring out of himself to us teaching and preaching the word of God and encouraging us so let's show that love to him on Saturday night um, starting at 5 o'clock, we'll have a little reception, a little music in the lobby there, and then we'll move into the ballroom at the Hotel Bentley at 6 o'clock. So you come out and enjoy. We have a nice dinner, a nice program planned for you where we're going to be honoring, well, I should say for Pastor Dara, where we're going to be honoring him. So we want all of you to be a part of that. If you have not done so, you can call the church office and RSVP, or if you have the church app, you can use that as well to RSVP for yourself and your guest. I hope to see you all there 6 o'clock and especially back here next Sunday uh, on the 12th as we have a guest speaker that will deliver the word for our anniversary. Amen? Amen. I'll see you next weekend. Thank you. Blessed morning, blessed morning, blessed morning once again. Welcome to Zion here. This is one of part of our worship and giving to God's kingdom. Let's go to the word. The word say, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Okay, we know that obedience births blessings. So that is a commandment. So that's what we need to do. We need, we want blessings. We need to give. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To our online givers, you can go to our social media and give, whether it's on our website, whether it's on the app, or whether it's text to uh, give to Zion Hill. Oh, we welcome you, everyone here. Get ready for your tithes and offerings. Get ready to give. Get ready to give. Because when you do give your tithes and offerings, there are some blessings that come along with it. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. If you have had the enemy on your trail and after your children, you could come to the word of God and tell him, hey, I tithe. 
rebuke the devour for my sake. Oh, for your sake, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father. Another thing he said, the nations will call you blessed. They'll look at you. They're wondering why. They know, they know your situation and wonder why you're still making it how you make it. Because you're blessed. Because you paid your tithes and your offering. That's what he said. Oh, Father God, let's go to the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, oh God, knowing that your word is true knowing that you are the one true living God, and besides you, there is no other. Oh, Heavenly Father, we stand on your word, for we're going to bless you, oh God, by our giving, oh Heavenly Father. For you did say you would rebuke the devourer for our sake, and that you would call us blessed. Nations will call us blessed. But it's not because of us, God. It's all because of you. It's for the glory and the honor of your holy name and the building of your kingdom. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
holy name. I tell you, thank God for the opportunity to praise his holy name. I want to welcome every one of you to the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to church. We welcome every one of you in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thanks to all of you that are live streaming with us, whether you are local, national, or international. I went to Africa not too long ago, and I was shocked to find out so many of them that are watching this church. And it's so convenient for them. They go to church in the morning, and our 8 a.m. worship service is 2 o'clock over there. So they're back home, in the privacy of their home, they can just turn on the TV and watch Zion Hill. We appreciate you all. We, we thank you for joining us today. Thanks to all of you who are guests in the house. Amen. I see some of my folks from Lake Charles. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. I could tell they are my folks. They all look like me. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate all of you. I'm going to ask that you all govern yourself with the announcements. We have a lot of good things going on in this church. We are grateful to those of you who God has healed your body. We praise God for the, for the reports. Amen. Also, I'm pleased to report there's a machine out there called the Digital Board. We have purchased one. Amen. If you come in on the highway, you can see all those traffic. And it costs $103,000. But now it's done. They just ask that we give them 20 I'm sorry, 30 to 45 days to install it. But thanks to you, people of God, you make it happen. Amen. Also, I'm pleased to report we have replaced the pulpit. So look at this one very well. Today is your last day of seeing it. Take a picture. <laughs> By tomorrow, a brand new pulpit is going to be delivered here. So I'm excited about that. God is doing a lot of good things. We, we appreciate all of you that came out yesterday to honor Sister Elizabeth. Thanks to everyone. I love a church that is alive. The Bible talks about everything that has breath. Praise God. So you have to be alive. I don't like a dead church. So I'm happy for all of you. You are looking good. Amen. I smell some cologne this morning. Amen. You probably notice I love to hug people. <laughs> God is faithful. 
It's been good to all of us. Let's all stand. Let's say hello to our neighbor. Let's walk around. Let's love on somebody. Thank them for being in church this morning. What a fellowship. What a joy divine.
What a blessing. Choir, if you all keep on singing like that, I'm going to join the choir. I was thinking of joining the usher before. I changed my mind. <laughs> when you are an usher, it comes with benefit. Before anybody get inside, they get to see you. But the choir, you're standing good. To God be the glory. Open your Bible to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Let me invite you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. The book is Ezekiel, chapter 37. We want to look at one verse only. Because I know you all want to go home and eat some chicken. So, <laughs> so we're going to knock it out and then we all can go home. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse number one. The Bible said, The hand of the Lord was upon me. And that hand carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And then the hand set me, he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. While you are still standing, let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the word of God. It is very precious. It is full of revelation. And it's a lamp unto our feet. Thank you that we have a roadmap, a GPS for life. Holy Spirit, help us to comprehend what you are saying. Bless every family that is present here today. Glorify yourself in the house. Lord, use your servant to proclaim what thus says the Lord. Have your way in this house. Now I will step back so you can step up. This is your show. This is your church. These are your people. Have your way. And we thank you that lives will be changed. We thank you that souls will be saved. We thank you that you will provide answers to every question in this house. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Before I preach this morning, as we celebrate the 26 years of your pastor's ministry in this house, first I want to say thank you, Lord. Because without God, we can do absolutely nothing. I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for the favor 
that I experienced for the past 26 years. I thank God for strength because it takes the strength of God to keep going. Not only do I want to thank God, I want to thank you for your love. It takes true love for somebody to hang out together for 26 years. I thank God and I thank you for your kindness. I thank you also for for the harmony and the peace we enjoy in this church. This is not a church where people are fighting and fussing. For 26 years, we've just been cruising. Amen. Thank God for the peace that is in this house. I'm thankful for all your support. I'm thankful for your prayers. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be your pastor. I don't take that for granted at all. I'm sure there are more people who are qualified. In fact, if the truth be told, when you all were looking for pastor, I didn't even make the runoff. But isn't it amazing that I'm here? So thank you for the opportunity to lead. And I believe with all my heart that the best is yet to come. Amen. So I want to talk with you for a few minutes. Where do we go from here? Twenty-six years is now behind us. Where do we go from here? And this message is for each and every one of you. The question must be asked, where do you go from here? And in that one verse that I read to you, there are many revelations there. Specifically, there are seven revelations. What makes a person a preacher is that we are given the grace to read few lines and then God began to download some serious revelation. So the Bible is not just a story. It's full of revelation. So quickly I want to point out those seven things and then we can go home. The first thing I saw in that one verse, the Bible said the hand of the Lord was upon me. So when I saw that, guess what I did? I went on my computer and I typed in a search on the hand of the Lord. You know why I'm telling you? Because there are preachers here. They need to know how to prepare a sermon. Freely I receive, freely I give. God will download a thought. But it's up to you to go do this serious study. And I was surprised how many references are there in the Bible about the hand of the Lord. So I just took my time and read them. For those of you that don't know, it takes me about 20 to 25 hours 
to prepare one sermon. Preaching is not like a song. You can just take something that Michael Jackson or, or Luther Fandra, I mean, not in Detroit, but <laughs> you can be a guitar player and just let me see what Jim Hendrix used to do. With and then you just do it. But in preaching, you have to study to show yourself approved. See, I got some of my children here. They will tell you that's the secret of our success. Investment of time. So that by the time you get up to speak, you are loaded. <laughs> I'm helping my preachers say, you know. There are many preachers, they'll be watching. I got to tell them this is what I do, how I do it. Ladies and gentlemen, God has a lot to say in the Bible concerning the hand of God. If you have the hand of God upon your life, you would never go wrong. You remember Jabez. When Jabez was praying to God, he prayed for four things. And one of those four things is that he requested that God's hand will be upon him. It is very important that the hand of God be upon you. Why is that important? Because you cannot do everything on your own. Hello, somebody. It is impossible for you to do everything on your own. It takes the hand of God to help you along the way. If the hand of God is upon you, things that other people could not do, you'll be able to do it. See, when I came here, this was just a small church with about 35 people, and we are missionary Baptists. Now when we speak, the whole city listens. That's what the hand of God will do. I cannot claim any credit for that. I know my limitation. It takes the hand of God. Ladies and gentlemen, when the hand of God is upon your life, you become more effective. You will have what we call sweatless victory. <laughs> what everybody is struggling about. I never will forget one preacher was telling me, we have been trying to build a new church for 27 years. And yet, here I come, don't even know how to build a church, never built one in my life, not trying to put myself down. I had no, the Negro have no clue what to do. But it was done. Sweatless victory. When the hand of God is upon your life, ladies and gentlemen, the devil cannot stop you. Are you listening to me? Your critics cannot stop you. In fact, you, can even, you cannot even stop your own self. 
when the hand of God is upon you, no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. Even when you messed up in your own stupidity, God will fix your mistake. Do I have a witness in the house? <laughs> the hand of God, the Bible says, it was upon me. So when you pray, ladies and gentlemen, don't pray for things. Lord, I need a car. Negro, please. Lord, I want me a house. Uh, can I have a Buddha on the way to Baton Rouge? Just, just, just make my head hurt listening to some of you prayer. Pray instead that the hand of God will be upon you. Everything you need along the way, God will make it happen for you. Amen. If the hand of God is upon Zion Hill, as a church, you'll be able to reach beyond these four walls. Some churches, that's all they can reach. It's within their four walls. But when the hand hand of God is upon you, God's super come upon your natural and you begin to do things that even you yourself cannot really explain. Who would have thought a little church in a little town can be reaching the whole earth? Now your pastor is on three continents. A missionary Baptist preacher. <laughs> you know what? The Bible says God used foolish things. You'll be shocked if I tell you I've never pastored any church in my life. I ain't no pastor. <laughs> I'm trained to be a lawyer. That I know how to do. But God will use foolish things to confirm the mind of the wise. I never will begin. I, I, I wish I could testify some. There's a brother here. His name is Martin Johnson. He was a banker. And the talk, I give you his name so you can check. The talk among the bankers in town is that this church is just a little bubble. And in a few years, it will blow out. That's why I give you his name. And 26 years later, we are still kicking and rolling. It is amazing what you can do if the hand of God is upon you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you need. Then the second thing you need to notice from that one verse, he said, the hand of the Lord carried him in the spirit. Guess what I'm trying to tell you, point number two. You need to learn to get in the spirit. 
If you stay in your flesh, you will run out. You can only go so far in your flesh. What does it mean to be in the spirit? It means you are in sync with God. It means you are on the same page with God. It means, ladies and gentlemen, you are in tune with God. Now it's not your agenda anymore. It means you are in rhythm with God. I was listening to the choir sing a few minutes ago, and they were singing the song, Hallelujah, Salvation and Glory, Honor and Power to the King of Kings. And as I was listening to them, I noticed the director and the musician, they split the choir in three places. The soprano was going one way. The altar was going another way. The tenor was going another way. And all of them are going. Guess what? Keep all of them together. They were in rhythm. If you know anything about music, if one of them go off, Lord have mercy. Thank God for this musician. Thank God for the choir. I was sitting there and said, man, heaven is going to be fun. What a time is going to be. When you are in sync with God, when you are in step with God, when you are on the same rhythm with God, you are in the spirit. Hallelujah. A good example of that is John on the island of Patmos. The Bible said that homeboy was banished there, you know. He wasn't there on a vacation. They were punishing him. When the government wants to really punish you, what they do, they isolate you. You can't talk to your friends, you can't talk to nobody. And then it's, it's more punishment to be isolated than anything else. They did it to Nelson Mandela for decades. See, I know. I know the trick. I'm a part of the system. <laughs> and they make sure they put a, an iron bar door. They slam the door. Bam! It's a psychological message that your behind is going to be locked up for 50 years. John was banished on the island of Patmos. He cannot go anywhere. He cannot visit with nobody. And yet the Bible says on the last day he was in the spirit. Somebody who was supposed to be isolated is having fun. Isn't that something? Because he could see the heavenlies. The Bible says God, when he got in the spirit, God showed him a new Jerusalem. Have you ever been in a situation where 
you're trying to punish somebody, but you're the one punishing your own self. The person you're punishing is free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul was in that situation. Paul was locked up in Philippian jail. And I researched the jail. The jail was so cruel, there was sewage. They put, the Bible even revealed that the sewage was ankle deep. They want to punish you. They put you in a mess, in a boo-boo. So you can spend it. Say, we don't like you. <laughs> but the Bible said, uh, Apostle Paul said, while I was in the midst of all that boo-boo, the Lord took me to the heavenlies. You know what I'm trying to tell you? When you're in the spirit, <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost, you can, you can be in the house physically, but not in the house. I've been there. There are some times people make me go to some meetings. I don't want to be there. And I will show up, all right. You can see me physically, but the Negro has left the house. I have checked out. <laughs> and you can even see me nodding my head and say, yeah, I feel you, yeah, oh, yeah. But Conte is gone. It's amazing what you can do in the spirit. The Bible says you can be in the world and not of the world. So you can't say, oh, everybody is going crazy. You don't have to be among them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm suggesting to you that what you need is to be in the spirit. I'm also suggesting to you, regardless of what is going on in your life, you may be in the jailhouse right now, listening to me. And you look around you, everything looks raggedy, filthy. But you can be present there and not be locked up. Get in the spirit. Sometimes in life, you may see everything going wrong in your life. But in your spirit, you can see yourself differently. I remember my family would tell you, there were times in my life that I had no money. No dime to my name. I was so broke, even the church rat knew I was broke. I bought me a car over there on Lee Street. True story. They, <laughs> They are still in business. Every now and then I go there. Rev, you want another car? I say, the devil is alive. <laughs> Don't make me curse now. We ain't church. <laughs> Gee, over there when they, when they sell you a car, they charge you like 23% interest. They know you broke. They know your, your credit is jacked up. And all of that was true about me. But Lord knows that in your spirit you can see yourself blessed. With no dime in my pocket, I saw myself a rich man. My children always wonder. They want to go to McDonald's and stuff. And my wife will be playing some tricks. Take that route so we won't see no McDonald's. 
True story. So, and bless God, I would tell my children, I say, just watch it. I'm a rich man. I said, somebody's going to bless me. I said, goodness and mercy follow me every day of my life. And these young people, they are amazed when somebody would just walk to me and say, Reverend, you can have this. My salary in this church was $500 per month. $500. True story. I was the least paid. I was paid less than the preacher before me. And I had a PhD. That's the truth. But if God be for you. Can I be brutally honest with you? See, I like 10 o'clock. I can be free. See, I am probably the highest paid preacher in town today. How do you move from the least paid to the highest paid? When it was time for us to build, we went to the bank. And the bank said, first of all, we've never given a million dollars to any Negro church. True story. So they said, forget it. I was so dumb. I I didn't ask for a million dollars. I asked for 2.8 million. When you don't know, you just don't know. So eventually when they said, if we're going to help you, they said, these are the conditions. We got to adjust the salary of the key man. So in my dumb, dumbness, I asked, who the hell is the key man? Because I just go, I don't know. Then they say, the pastor, whoever is your pastor, I said, you talking to him? So they said, okay, let, let's help you now. So we got to adjust his salary. And there are five areas that we look at as a bank. I said, okay, I feel you. And they went through each area. And your pastor scored the highest. I was blessed. I didn't even know it. They check whether you have 300 members. I had more than a thousand. They check your educational level. I have postgraduate level. They check how long have you been. There are five areas. In all areas, I was top of the chart. But I didn't know. Because at the end of the day, God wants to see what is your motive. Why do you do what you do? Are you being led by the Spirit? Or are you doing what you do in the flesh? The bank said to the church, God is my witness. Your deacons are there. Check with them. They say, we will give you the loan, but these are the adjustments you have to make. Because we're not going to raise our own money and the key person run away. And we know you all are broke. You can pay the bill. And overnight, 
Overnight, God promoted me. I didn't have to hire a lawyer to do it. I didn't have to beg anybody. I didn't have to kiss up to no one. I didn't have to join no clique. Are you listening to me? What you need is the hand of the Lord upon your life. What you need is to be in the spirit. God will fix everything else. The third thing I saw in that one passage, number three, look where the spirit carried him. He said, the the spirit carried me to a valley. A red flag showed up there. I said, wait a minute. You surely, if the hand of God is upon you, and if you're in the spirit, you surely you go up. Everyone that is in the spirit, God take them up. The hand of God cannot be upon you and you go down. It's impossible to go down hanging out with God. It's impossible for you to, to be stuck in the elevator of life. But if you don't believe me, look at John at the island of Patmos. Even though he was banished, even though he was in prison, even though he was isolated, guess where God take him? New heaven. New Jerusalem. That's high. Look at Paul when he was, he was in prison. And everything don't look good for him. But when he opened his eyes, he was in the third heavens. Everybody that the hand of God is upon them, they go up. But here is Ezekiel. That same hand of God took him to a valley. I wonder why. Why would God take him to a valley? I'm glad you asked. The Lord take him to a valley because he wants him to relate to people who are in the valley. Sometimes you don't watch it, you get so high that you forget where you come from. Sometimes, some people, God cannot bless you because you are full of yourself. God sometimes will take you through the valley so that you can relate with people who are in the valley. God sometimes will take you to the valley so that you can know you need God in your life. Now you see why the songwriters say, I thank God for my mountains. I thank God, that's right, my brother. I thank God for my valleys. I thank God for every storm he brought me through. You know why? If I don't have any problem, I will never know I have a God who can solve my problem. I will never fully understand what faith in God could do. So the songwriter said, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. With no dime in my pocket, I see myself blessed. When friends are few, I see myself blessed. When everything looks impossible, I know with God all things are possible. Amen, somebody. 
if you really want God to use you, you have to be able to connect with God's people. I tell everyone that say I want to serve, pastors will call me and say, please show me the secret. I say, learn to add value to other people. Every time I come to your parking lot and I see how God is blessing you, I tell you, when you are blessed, I'm blessed. True leadership is not about the leader. It's about taking everybody up. Ask yourself, since you've been a part of this ministry, are you better off? That's the real test. Ladies and gentlemen, God will take you to the valley so you can see where real people live. When you go through the valley, it cut off all your excuse. You don't have any basis to complain anymore. You see real people. What they're going through Ladies and gentlemen, there are families who are struck out. There are people who are struggling. And notice something else, you read it. He said, where he took me to is in a valley. But guess what's in the valley? Bones. Not just bones. Dry bones. That's right, the Bible says, very dry. And if I'll be brutally honest with you, the problem in our community, we're in the midst of dry bones. We need a preacher that will tell you the truth. Well, we got police jury, really. We got police department. Why can't you stop the killing then? Since you're so smart. The valley is dry. The bones are dry. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to see that. How are you going to minister to people that you don't know? My wife and I, we have a habit here. We just get on, this, on, the, on the city bus. Don't tell them we're not going anywhere. We just want to ride and meet people. We will park our own car. How you, what you going to preach about if you don't even know the people you're preaching to? We'll go into the neighborhood. Sometimes the boss will take us to neighborhood that we've never heard of. Rev, are you all getting up here? No. We just, we just... And some people will come in on the bus, they look at us and say, hmm, why are you here? Some of them, they don't even trust you. They say, he's up to no good. But some of them will see me and they're so happy because in their psyche, they know the Negro has a car. But we are glad that you are here with us. 
So you can understand where real people live. And so you don't be living on your, on your high horse. Get off your high horse and come down. Ladies and gentlemen, then you see in verse number four, Ezekiel chapter 37, verse number four, God asked the question. And before I tell you about that question, notice what is going on in our world today. Many of us, we see what's going on and we pretend it's not there. That's why when God asked that man the question, Ezekiel, can these bones live? You got eyes, you can see. People are suffering. The community is being run down. I had one, one, one gentleman, he's a military veteran, and I say, are you a member here? He said, no, I'm not a member, but I come here. I said, why do you come? He said, you are speaking to something I don't hear anywhere. He said, I left this community 25 years ago. Sister Sally, you probably remember that young woman. And he said, I came back 25 years later. It's still the same. My God. 25 years later. He said, it depresses my soul. And so God is asking all of us, not just Ezekiel, can this bone leave? Don't pretend as if it's not there. You got eyes to see. You drive by every day. But instead of answering God's question, we are giving politically correct answers. Notice what he said. Lord, you know. That's a political answer. I see even church people be doing it. I see all these politicians be doing it. That's why I don't have too many friends. Everybody tiptoeing. Around the facts. Nobody wants to tell the truth. He knows the answer, but he told God, Well, Lord, you're the one who knows. That's what we're doing, lying to each other. Sometimes we elect the Democrats, and four years, nothing gets done. Then we go back to the poll, we say, well, let's try the Republicans. And, and four years later, nothing's still done. You look at the national level, not much going on. You go to the state level, not much going on. You come to the city, good luck. Hey, don't turn me off. <laughs> you know the Lord sent me here. 26 years, I've never changed my story. Son of man, can this bone leave? When he said he really don't know, he lied. He knows the truth. But God said, okay, I'll look beyond your political answer. If you want these bones to leave, what you need to do, you got to 
prophesy to the boy. It's a prophesy to the bone. Don't just be politically correct. Prophesy to the bone. You know what it means to prophesy? Speak to the bones. Speak to every dry areas of your life. Have you ever been in a situation where loved ones are sick and now they're making a career out of being sick? One of my deaconess was telling me that. She was very honest. Pastor, I am depressed. I said, you got to be kidding. And then he spelled it out. She spelled it out to me. Say, I've done everything I know how to do. That's a valley. That's a sister who is surrounded by dry bones. Then I encourage her, speak. That's right, mama. Speak life. Don't get used to it. Thank God for the doctors. They will tell you they're just managing the crisis. They're just rearranging the furniture in the house. Only God can create life in a valley of dead bones. But that same God is saying to you and me, there is power in your speak. How did he create the whole world? By speaking. He said, speak it to existence. Whatever you want for your house, whatever you want for your children, whatever you want for your loved one, whatever you want for your body, speak life. Speak life to your family. Speak life to your children. Speak life even to your body. I don't know about you. I've been in situations where my mind, I think a lot. My mind is thinking big things, but my body couldn't get there. I said, wait a minute. Why would you give me all these great ideas, but my body cannot comply? Then the Lord reminded me of all the time I was eating boudin and all the time I was eating fast food and all the time I was eating donuts. I would literally, I cannot go to Baton Rouge without coming back with a pa- boxes. What's that donut? You eat it with me? Cheese. Now, what's Chris, thank you. Crispy cream. Oh, you too? <laughs> I will buy boxes. Oh, you more holy. It's amazing. Not only would I feed myself, by the way, let me make a confession. Before I get home, I done finished two boxes along the way. Be, be real now. That's two hour drive, you know. <laughs> That's plenty of time to... <laughs> Now you wonder why I look like I'm pregnant, you see? And the Lord begins to remind me, you laid this foundation. I was preaching the other day, my folks from Lake Charles, 
this is the truth. I told these Negroes. I say, if you have a billion dollars, but your body is sick all the time, you are a very poor man. I'll be telling them something. Sometimes I don't know if they're listening, but I, the Negro will say, you got to keep your physical well-being healthy. When you know better, you do better. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm trying to tell you? It is your job to prophesy to every dead situation in your life, to every dry bones in your life. Speak life to every low places. Speak life to every dry bones. Speak life. Don't speak death. Some of you, the problem is that you are constantly being negative. I thank God I'm not God. I'll cut your mouth. If you're going to speak, speak life. Don't speak gloom and doom all the time. Every morning, God's mercy is available to you. It takes the mercy of God to say, please look beyond those crisp cream donuts. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit. I know I screwed up. But will you please forgive me? See, I used to like steak. I found out it takes almost a week for your stomach to digest steak. All those, all those seasoning, all those... Hey, I was telling my church one time, I didn't tell them I was with the choir. We were going somewhere to, to, to sing. And they stopped the bus. In a little town. I was wondering, I said, maybe we need more gas. Or maybe there's a shopping mall. They went in there to get crackers. And then, they, and everybody came back with a brown bag. I said, Lord, have mercy on my soul. And I was so ignorant, I didn't know what's in the bag. I kept asking, what, what's going on? The devil is alive. <laughs> Speak to your situation. See, Paul said, when I was young, I like a young man. But when I become old, I put away childish things. I believe with all my heart that God is looking for some life speakers. People who will see dryness and speak life. Many times, many of us, we join the pity parties. We see something wrong. Instead of telling the truth, we tiptoe around this. That's right, baby. Nobody wants to offend each other. But I encourage you, be a life speaker. God is looking for somebody that will speak life and not death. The good news, let me end on this note. I believe with all my heart, the dry bones shall rise again. 
Are you listening to me? I wish I have time to walk you through every, every verse. But at the end of this book, the dry bones. The bones begin to rise. The more you prophesy, the bones, the ankle bones begin to join. Hey, every bone connects. And then they form an army. You know what I'm trying to tell you? See, what I'm doing right now is to speak life into your situation. For 26 years, that's my calling. That's the main thing about this church. I tell my preachers, if you don't have anything to inspire the people, do me a favor, shut up. We have an item on our program called the Seek and Shut In. And somebody will get up and read the list of people who are sick, people who are shutting. Our sister so so and so, she dying too, but she's in Cabrini. And then they go, brother so so and so, he them lost one leg. Now he got only one leg left. One thing rise up in me one day. Where, why would I come drive to, to 20 minutes to come out here and list of people who are sick, people who are dying? I shut it down. That's right, mama. I said, this is a hospital. This is a world church. You come here to be inspired. You come here for me to push you into your destiny. You come here to see the power of God in demonstration. I told the church, I don't have eloquence of speech, but I've come to demonstrate there is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. If you believe, all things are possible. And dry bones begin to rise in this church. You know what I'm saying to you? Let's continue in that vein. What do we need? We need the hand of God on us. What do we need? Let's stay in the spirit. People will tell me all the time, Pastor, I see uh, uh, young people are not coming. Yeah, right. Where are they going? Uh, they, They go to these people. They go to that people. And why is that? Because they got activities. They got programs. They got games. My friend, I've raised five kids. Let me be brutally honest with you. What your children need is not activities. It's not games. It's not video program. Those are layup. What you need is the word of God. Except God build your house. He will not stand. Make your priority. Prophesy over your situation. Every ugly situation. And if we show up. Prophesy to your situation. Prophesy to your body. Prophesy to your career. Prophesy to your job situation. Prophesy to your business. Don't let the devil get away. Messing with your household. Grass may wither. And flowers may fade. But one thing that will stand forever. The word of God. That's right, mama. I tried it. 
Everybody stand to your feet. I gotta stop. And as you prophesy, prophesy to your city. Prophesy to your own body. Prophesy to your church. Prophesy to your parish. Say the devil, take your hand off of my children. Say, devil, take your hand off my city. God is my witness. I came to town. The first thing I did, I went to Mayor Bidding. I said, sir, I'm new in this city. Welcome. Who are you? I said, I'm a preacher. And he's looking at me, so what's important about that? I said to Mayor Bidding, because I'm in your city, your city would never go down. And he has enough sense to ask me, what is your secret? You are need to talk to Gary Bidding. He was there. I say, I'm here to prophesy to your city. Your city cannot go down. God said, if I can find 10 people only 10. He said, I will save the whole city. All we need to do is stop playing games. Let God arise. All of his enemies be scattered. If you're here today and you say, brother, pastor, I want the hand of God upon my life. Some of you you may want to say, I want the hand of God upon every one of my children. I told you God is looking for life speakers. Maybe you're here, you say, brother, pastor, I want to be that man, that woman, a life speaker for this community. I want you to be honest with God. Find your way to the altar. I want to pray with you. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Jabez said, Amplify my voice. Put your hand on me. Don't let the enemy have a sin over my life. Look at young people coming. You are an ambassador for Christ. Second Corinthians 5:20. He will use you, he will mold you and shape you for his glory. I believe with all my heart, it's going to be a new season in your life. What I'm preaching to you, I went through. I reflect here. I say, Lord, it's been 26 years. Where do we go from here? What's next? And he began to reveal to me, chapter by chapter. He said, be sure that the hand of God is upon your church. The Lord said, I hear him loud and clear. He said, don't let them treat you into flesh. Flesh will not last. Get in the spirit. 
If you stay in the flesh, you will pay the bills. But if you stay in the spirit, he said, I will pay the bills. I said, that's, that's, that's all I needed to hear. He said, be sensitive to people in the community. There are real values. I'm going to take you to the valley so that you can see what's really going on. Don't leave. Don't leave the valley. You've got to be sensitive to people. And he said, do something. Prophesy. 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 Speak life. I don't know what got to me this morning. I began to decree and declare every liquor store be closed in central Louisiana. In Jesus' name. They watch TV. They hear me. Every crack house. I pray God will bankrupt your business. How are we going to be living in a community? We can't even send our children to, to school and be able to rest in peace. We are work. They said they gather all of us. Okay, we're going to we're going to train your active shooter training. And I'm and I'm listening to all of this. These people I say, here we go again. My white people are tripping again. They say, when you see somebody, you're a duck. Really? Then they say, let's all get your gun. Yeah. I got a gun. Ain't no shame in my game. I bought a gun. I don't even know how to shoot. I never go for the training. My wife talk about me all the time. My son in the Lord, he got two. Yeah. And I said, look, let's deal with real solution. Real solution. We got a truckload of girls. We're not solving the problem. They say, okay, let's get more laws. We got truckload of laws to control guns. It's still no helping us. In addition to all those efforts, let's begin to speak life. Let's begin to speak life. In Jesus' name. I want to pray with you. Come here, preacher. Come, come pray for us. Because I need prayer too. You see, they gave me about five, six people. And then folks from Lake Charles, you know what they do to me? They go two uniform officers with guns. So they're here every Sunday. They say they're going to protect you. You're right. They can't even protect themselves. I mean, think about it. They've got five, six people. They follow me around. Pastor, they follow me around. They say, hey, go that way. Go that way. Yeah, Rachel, your husband too. They will say, "Go this way." You, yeah, go that way. We're watching. Where you do that on Sunday? What happened to Monday? What happened on Tuesday? You see, we need God. God is your protection. 
Are you listening to me? Your children, they need God. Let's pray that the hand of God will be upon us. Let's pray that we will be moving and acting in the spirit. Let's be sensitive. Let's be a church that has people in the community. You want to know where we go from here? I'm telling you. Can you imagine if the pastor is in the spirit, the choir is in the spirit, the ministries are in the spirit, the congregation in the spirit, and we do our best to make this world a better place and we learn to prophesy over every situation we are confronted with. Believe me when I tell you, we can never go down. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord God. As we, Lord, heard the word, Lord, let us help us, Lord, to be doers the word and not hearers only. Father God, we ask us, Lord God, help us, Lord God, to examine our hearts, Lord God. And Lord, to be all that you call us to be, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, you said in your word, Lord, we must deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow you, Lord God. We realize, Lord, that anything in the flesh, Lord, only produce corruption, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be led by the Spirit of God and not by the flesh, Lord God. Father God, we come speaking the word, Lord God. Father God, help us to set a guard before our mouth. Keep watch at the doors of our lip, Father God. Father God, help us, Lord God, to deal with that hole underneath our nose, Lord. That red piece of meat that's in our mouth. Father God, help us, Lord God, to take control, Lord God. Father God, we command our flesh to come on. Yeah, glory to God. We command our flesh to come on subjection and we command our inner man to rise up for the God. For the God you said life and death is in the power of the tongue and we come this morning Lord speaking life Lord over every dead situation Lord God we call those things be not as though they were for the God. We come Lord you said you give us power Lord to tread on serpents, scorpions all the powers of the enemy Lord God. For the God you said in your word Lord that it is finished Lord God you give us the keys of death in hell, Lord. Oh, Father God, I just ask you to have your way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Lord, over our young people, Lord, over our elders, Lord, over the body of Christ, Lord God. Father God, help us, Lord God, to come on one accord, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. You say one shall flee a thousand, two shall flee ten thousand. Father God, we don't come with a single anointing, but we come with a corporate anointing. And we are and we handed it and we come against, Lord God, God, the pits of hell, Lord God. We come against every demonic force. We come against every witchcraft spirit. Every day, Lord, every spirit, Lord, that will try to raise itself against the knowledge of God, the word of God, the power of God. Father God, we speak life right now. We speak it over our family. We speak it over our home. We speak it over our churches. We speak it over the hospital, behind prison wall. We speak it over the White House. Hey, glory to God. We speak it right now, Lord, over the governor's 
this mountain, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, you said there's no distance in prayer. Father God, we speak it right now, Lord. Some of the children are far off, Lord God. But Father God, we speak over their life, Lord God. Lord, we speak a turnaround in their life, Lord. We speak wholeness, Lord. We speak strength, Lord. We speak a deeper hunger and a deeper thirst for your word. In the name of Jesus. Father God, help us this morning, Lord, to be all that you call us to be. Help us this morning, Lord, to fulfill our purpose and to fulfill our destiny, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, give us a fresh anointing, Lord. Lord God, so we can do your bidding, Lord. So we can speak life over dead situations. Lord God, I command my flesh to come under subjection. I command my inner man to rise up. Somebody need to open up their mouth and begin to speak over yourself and say, I'm going to be all that God called me to be. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to fight a good fight of faith. Father God, I just ask you to have your way, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, everyone at the sound of my voice, Father God, I speak strength. I speak life, Lord. I speak it over the man and woman of God. I speak it over every usher, over every deacon, over every choir member, over every position, Lord. Those that are praying behind the scene, Lord. Those that are in the parking lot. Those that are running the cameras, Lord. Yeah, Lord. I speak life this morning in the name situation. Oh, Father God, I speak life, Lord God. I speak a turnaround. I need somebody to open up your mouth and say, I speak a turnaround in my community, in my neighborhood, in my parish, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak it right now and we call it done. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I call it done. We serve you known as devil. We command you to back up and back off. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we paralyze every assignment of the enemy, Lord. We cancel it in the name of Jesus. Father God, let your perfect will be done in the name of Jesus. Father God, you said we walk in the flesh. We're going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if we walk in the spirit, we fulfill the things of the spirit. Oh, Father God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Help us to not grieve the Holy Spirit. Then we realize, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is easily grieved, Lord God. Father God, help us to walk in holiness. Help us to walk in love, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you for your presence, Lord God, because in your presence is fullness of joy. Oh, somebody ought to tell him, thank you. Lord, I thank you for turning situations around. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord God. There's a resurrection taking place in my life, in my home, over my family, over my finance, over my health. I say, I speak resurrection. Somebody open up your mouth. I speak resurrection right now in the name of Jesus. For the God, we call it done right now. Somebody say we call it done right now. Come on, give God some praise. Give God some glory. Give God some honor. For the God, I thank you. You ought to say that you need it. For the God, oh Lord, Lord, hey Lord, I thank you right now for the God. We give it all. We give you the praise. And we give you the glory. And Lord, those that are going to tune in by the airways. Father God, I ask you to touch them right now. Father God, there may be somebody, Lord, going through a situation, Lord, that don't know which way to turn. But Lord, let them know, Lord, there's hope in you, Lord. 
Lord, there's peace in you, Lord. There's deliverance in you, Father God. There's life in the Word. There's healing in the Word. There's deliverance in the Word. And we send forth your Word right now, Lord God. Oh, Lord, every situation in their life. And we speak life and we speak strength, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. You ought to say that to me. Glory to God. Look at somebody say victory shall be mine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We thank God for you coming out this morning. We thank God for the word of God. Amen. We thank God for the man and woman of God. Amen. As we close the service, praise God. The man and woman of God will be standing to the front if you want to meet them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We ask you to come up. Praise God. And amen. Maybe you don't have a church home. Amen. Praise God. I want to invite you. Praise God. And extend that welcome. Praise God. You can come, Lord God. And amen. Join this church. Praise God. Amen. Glory to you. Let God become Lord of your life. Glory to God. Amen. You know a whole lot of people join church, but they're not. Amen. They're not in church, but they're not in Christ. Amen. It's one thing to join church, but you got to know Jesus. Amen. To come part of this church. Praise God. So if you ain't saved, praise God. I just ask you, praise God. Ask God to come into your life. Let him become Lord of your life. Glory to God. Amen. He'll make a turnaround in your life. This day, this moment, this hour. Glory to God. Father God, as we leave this place, let your Holy Spirit rule and reign and abide in our lives. Lead us and guide us, Father God. And Lord God, help us, Lord God, to digest this word and apply it to our lives, Lord God. That we be a better church, Lord, a better people, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to be led by the Spirit and not by our flesh, Lord God. Because the flesh profited nothing. Lord, you said, Lord God, that the flesh is nothing but a mess. Help us to be led by your spirit, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God.